What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. If it's your first time on the podcast, welcome. If it's not, welcome back. And today, guys, we continue my prospect rankings going position group by position group. And today we talk about the tight ends. And as you can see, uh, the way I labeled the video, this is a Kyle Pitts and the other two guys video, okay? In my opinion, there is no debate on who is the best tight end in the class. Kyle Pitts has separated himself drastically from the other tight ends. Now, that's not to say the other tight ends aren't bad. We're going to talk about in this podcast, I actually really like um, one of the other two tight ends and the other guy is so-so. But I really like one of the other tight ends, uh, even before his pro day. But I like to say beforehand, like, this is not a competition. This is, I don't think anyone should in their right mind have Kyle Pitts below anyone else at the tight end position. Obviously, things can happen in the NFL. Things can change. You know, not to say Kyle Pitts is definitely going to be a Hall of Famer and the other guys are going to suck. It could be vice versa. We have no idea. But as of right now, there's no reason why Kyle Pitts should be behind any of the other two guys. So I didn't want to spend as much time on this podcast talking about, you know, why I ranked who I ranked where, if that makes sense. I wanted to spend some time on that. But most of the time, I really want to address Kyle Pitts on the podcast because after doing, I, I like to, every week I like to go back and and review my podcast. I like to think about what I talked about. I like to really take a close look at myself and what I can get better at, what I talked about, what I didn't. I like to go on Twitter. I like to see what people like to listen to. Um, and I try to adjust my podcast accordingly. And one thing I notice is Dolphins Twitter seems to be super high on Kyle Pitts right now. Understandably so. And I haven't talked about him that much. And I feel like I owe it to you guys, the listeners, to talk about him more, my thoughts on him going at six, you know, it, to the Dolphins, if he's available, all that good stuff. So before we get into Kyle Pitts, let's just talk about my three tight ends that I like. Um, in order from who I like least to most out of the three, Pat Fryermuth is at three. Uh, Pat Fryermuth is a tight end for uh, Penn State. He's 6'5", 260 pounds. He, in my opinion, is not as athletically gifted as the other two guys, not even kind of. But still, I think he's a guy that, I mean, I could understand if he's taken late second, early third round by a team. Uh, he has great blocking skills, obviously coming from um, Penn State, you know, a team that likes to run the football. Um, and I think that he's going to give a team a good, safe option. He's not going to be that guy like a Kyle Pitts, a Darren Waller, a Travis Kelsey that's going to scare you. But he is going to be a guy that is going to get good, solid, consistent production at the tight end position. My next guy, number two, this is a guy that I actually really like, and it was before his pro day. Uh, here's my thing. I am not from Miami. I wish I was. I'm not. I was born in New Jersey, lived in Arizona and Texas. Now I currently reside in Oklahoma. So I've never been a Hurricanes fan. I never knew who Brevin Jordan was. I'm going through film. I'm going through every position group, and I'm learning about people I've never seen before. That's one of the reasons I really like this podcast of what I'm doing with it, not to brag, but I like it because I'm not giving you biased opinions. I haven't seen a lot of these people play. I've never, I don't watch college football that often, guilty, 
but I don't I don't really know who a lot of these players are. So watching the film, Brevin Jordan, aside from his uh, pro day, because pro day is kind of overhyped to me. I mean, it's, you know, it's all pre-planned. Uh, there are some things you can take away from pro day, but I'm not, I, I like film a lot more than pro day. When I watch the film of Brevin Jordan, I love what I saw. I see a guy who is young. He's only 20 years old. He'll be 21 at the start of the season. Um, and he is a phenomenal option in the slot. He doesn't have the explosiveness or quickness as a Kyle Pitts, but still, I think the dude clocked in at a 4-6. I want to say it was a 4-6 or a, four, a, a high 4-5 uh, at his pro day, and he plays like he doesn't play super, super quick, but he gets open, uh, and, he, and he does some really phenomenal stuff in the blocking game, uh, whether it's pass or run block. So he's a guy that I personally feel like He's my number two tight end. I don't know where people have him, you know, compared to me, but he's a guy, if I'm a team that needs a good, solid second option at tight end who could eventually develop into a number one, I think that Brevin Jordan is a phenomenal option. I really, really liked what I saw on tape. And again, I don't know, um, I don't know who would take him and I don't know, you know, what, people think of him out in the national media, my personal pick for him, and this may sound crazy, I could easily see him going in the first round to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I could, because here's the thing, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have uh, Gronkowski, but they kind of need a a tight end to groom, because I believe Brevin Jordan can do a lot of what their tight ends can't, which is that vertical threat Kind of like a Kyle Pitts where he can play in the slot if you need him to. Um, And I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they brought back a lot of people, everyone basically in free agency. So they're just drafting for depth. And I believe you can get Brevin Jordan where you're not asking him to be the Gronkowski. You're not asking him to be the main center of attention because history shows us tight ends in their first year typically don't have the success rate as other positions. You look at someone like TJ Hawkinson, he played like 50% of the snaps his first year and he only had like 200 or 300 yards catching and um, it was like three touchdowns and he was a top 10 pick. So tight ends don't really transition as quickly into the NFL's other positions. So if you can get a guy like Brevin Jordan with a quarterback like Tom Brady, weapons around him to where he's not the focal point of your offense, he's not asked to do everything. I think Brevin Jordan is going to flourish in the NFL. Now let's get into the number one guy, the guy that I don't really think it's even close, Kyle Pitts. A lot of people's problem with Kyle Pitts, I've noticed in reading and and stuff like that, is that he's not your traditional tight end. Here's three things about Kyle Pitts that, that kind of dispel that. Number one, he blocks better than you think. I watched a lot of film of Kyle Pitts blocking. Obviously, he's no George Kittle. George Kittle is a unicorn in his blocking ability at the tight end position. He is probably one of the best in the last 10 years, 10, 15 years we've ever seen. However, Kyle Pitts is not a Mike Gesicki coming into the NFL. I believe his blocking ability is much higher than Mike Gesicki's when he came to the NFL. Again, obviously he's not going to block as the best tight end in the NFL right away. But to think that this shit guy's just going to come in. And just be a wide receiver is wrong. It is. I mean, on the bench press, I think at his pro day, again, this is stuff that's important. At his bench press, he benched 225 like 23 times, which for a guy his size 
with that wingspan of like, I don't even know what it was. I think it was like, I, I, I kind of want to look it up. Let's see. This is live on the podcast. I don't actually know. Kyle Pitts wingspan. Let's see. Uh, Kyle Pitts wingspan. 83 inch wingspan, which in feet, that is, let's see, 83 inches is about seven feet. Okay, that is a huge ass wingspan. Okay, seven feet is a big wingspan. So for him to have that long of arms and to be benching 23 at the bench press for 225 for 23, that's very impressive. So number one thing, dispelling the rumor that like he's not your typical tight end that can't block, he he can. If you go watch the film, he actually blocks a lot better than you think. Number two, there is no such thing really, I feel like in this NFL as a tight end that's your prototypical blocks more than he catches. I think the trans the transition in the NFL is more to the Darren Wallers. Because Darren Waller last year was the best tight end in football for the last half of the season. We saw firsthand what he did to Eric Rowe. So this notion that like, yeah, Kyle Pitts isn't like all the other tight ends. Exactly. That's what's so scary because typically tight ends go up against your safeties, your linebackers, guys who can cover, but obviously you're not going to ask them to cover wide receivers. That's who covers your tight end. When your tight end is Kyle Pitts and he is as good as your wide receivers on your team, you it's like, what are you supposed to do? Okay. That's the thing about Kyle Pitts is I understand. Look, I understand he's not that typical Jason Witten, Heath Miller type of tight end. They don't need to ask him to be that. I say so many times, and this is something that Bill Belichick has said. It's something that Brian Flores believes in as well. Stop trying to make people what they're not. Focus on what they can do, not what they can't. If you put Kyle Pitts on your team, obviously you're not going to ask him to be that blocking tight end. You'll ask him to block. He's better than people think. But you are taking him because you know that every single Sunday... Unless he's lined up against, I don't even know, your number one or number two cornerback, he's going to be a mismatch. No matter what safety, no matter what linebacker you put on him, just the fact that he's 6'7", 245 pounds is a mismatch. So this idea that, yeah, he's not the traditional linebacker, it's okay. Tyreek Hill isn't the traditional wide receiver. Look what he's doing in the NFL. Drew Brees wasn't the traditional quarterback. Look what he's doing in the NFL. Well, what he did do in the NFL. So like this this idea that like we're trying to just imagine what tight ends have always looked like in the NFL. Look, Shannon Sharp was not a traditional tight end. He came to the NFL. He established the wide receiver type of tight end. The rest is history. So Kyle Pitts coming to the NFL, establishing that Darren Waller type of player where he's basically just a big wide receiver playing the tight end position, that shouldn't be a shock to many people, and it shouldn't be something that people are trying to use against Kyle Pitts. It's not his fault that he's a physical freak of nature playing the tight end position. It's not his fault. Number three, and this is the final reason, and it's something that we really should talk about, maybe not as in-depth as you know some other podcasts. If you want more in-depth about Kyle Pitts in this scenario, go listen to the Locked on Dolphins podcast. Kyle Krabs talks a lot about this. But Kyle Pitts, a big knock on him is, we already have Mike Kosicki, right? Why do we need Kyle Pitts? We have Mike Kosicki. And I will say this, I kind of agree. 
And the, but I don't agree as far as Kyle Pitts and Mike Kosicki are the same player. I agree as far as Mike Kosicki, in my opinion, is a top, I don't know, I, I don't really know all the, I haven't listed all the tight ends, but he's probably a top six, top seven tight end in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, I just believe like his physical ability, when he is hot, like when you have a quarterback that's utilizing him, uh, he is a beast. Let's not forget how he was playing early in the season. That one-handed catch he made against the Chiefs. Um, he or was it against the Chiefs? Yeah, I believe it was. He point is when healthy and when utilized, the dude is a mismatch. So a lot of people say you already have Mike Kosicki. You don't need Kyle Pitts. He, here's where I agree and disagree. I agree because it's not as much of a position of need as offensive line or wide receiver or running back for that matter. However, the the notion or the thought that Kyle Pitts and Mike Kosicki are the same player is not correct at all. Um, I understand they have the same type of skill set where skill set where they are more so wide receivers than tight ends. But Kyle Pitts is a much better athlete, much better. Just like everything, his his size, his wingspan, his speed, everything about his route running, everything about him is better. Not to say Mike Kosicki isn't good, but there's a reason why Mike Kosicki coming out was a second round pick and he kind of fell and Kyle Pitts is considered by many, including myself, a top five talent in the draft. There's a reason for that. He's much better at running routes. He's faster, more explosive, and he's longer. He's bigger. He's stronger. Um, So number one, just on physical ability, they're not the same. And also, this is something that I learned on the Locked On Dolphins podcast that, uh, you know, courtesy of Kyle Krabs, they don't really run the same routes. They looked at, you know, they charted, uh, they, they there's a chart I've, I, out there, and it's basically like a, a heat map, and it shows where wide receivers or tight ends get most of their targets. And most, oh, I think it was about like, I'm not sure the percentage, but it was a good good hefty amount. I want to say close to half of Mike Kosicki's targets and receptions were in the middle of the field. For Kyle Pitts, it was not. For Kyle Pitts, it was much more in the vertical outside boundary passing game. So what I mean by this is it's not like if you have Kyle Pitts on the field, it's like, what do we do with Mike Kosicki or vice versa? Both of them Mike Kosicki has obviously learned how to play with his hands in the dirt more. Kyle Pitts, I already talked about how he's a better blocker than people think. Kyle Pitts is a guy where you can line both of them up. And Kyle Pitts can be more of your vertical, down the field type of tight end. And Mike Kosicki can be more of that 10 to 15 yard range, center of the field option. You can have both guys on the field. Now here's the appeal. My number one appeal and my number one setback of taking Kyle Pitts is six. Here's my number one appeal. I think Kyle Pitts, just at his position, is, to me, I think it's 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 more clear that Kyle Pitts is a number one wide receiver versus the, or a number one tight end, more so than the other wide receivers. Like, when you watch Kyle Pitts, there's no hesitation like that dude right there is a top wide a top tight end when you look at the wide receivers their speculation is it Jamar Chase is it Smith 
Some people are like, it's definitely Smith. Some people are like, it's definitely Chase. Some people think it's Waddle. But with Pitts, the number one thing about him that I love is you know that this dude is the best at what he does in this class. Number one thing. The other thing, if he is on the field with Mike Gesicki, good luck to the defense. Okay, good luck because what are you supposed to do? I talked about this a little bit. I, I think I talked about this a little bit on the podcast a couple of episodes ago. But if Mike Gesicki and Kyle Pitts are on the field, what are you supposed to do? Like, just think about it. If both of them can play the slot, okay, you have, you know, four wide. You have two on each side. You have on one side, Will Fuller and Mike Gesicki. And then on the other side, you have Kyle Pitts and Devontae Parker. As a defense, what are you supposed to do? Seriously. Like, if you have... Say your running back, who name him? I don't. I don't know who it is. Whether it's someone we take in the draft. You have your running back. Two is in the back, in shotgun. Five offensive linemen. Four wide. You have. You know. Even if you want to say you have, from right to left, Will Fuller, Mike Kosicki, Kyle Pitts, and then on the other side you have Devonte Parker. Like, what's the defense supposed to do? You can't put a slot cornerback on Mike Kosicki because he's too big. You can't put him on Kyle Pitts. You can put both safeties on, you know, a safety and a linebacker on Kyle Pitts and Mike Kosicki, but it's going to be a mismatch both ways. And then, again, what are you supposed to do? Again, if you bring down a safety, unless you have three safeties on the field, which then again, you're sacrificing having an extra linebacker, you bring another safety on the field, put him against one of the tight ends, it's still a mismatch, and now you have single high safety most likely, so Will Fuller, Devontae Parker is now one-on-one, and now Will Fuller has the speed, Devontae Parker can just catch the ball over your head. So the appeal is that if you have Kyle Pitts on your team, it's always going to be a nightmare for the defense. Always. Not saying Kyle Pitts is going to come in and just you know, dominate, like he's going to come in and have a 1,200-yard receiving season. That doesn't happen with tight ends, but he will demand attention because he's a type of player where when he's on the field, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Again, like Darren Waller, you're not going to put a, a linebacker on him. He's never going to have a linebacker on him. And if you put a safety on him like Eric J- Eric Rowe, who's not meant to cover as much as he is yeah, obviously he covers tight ends. Yes, we understand that, but he's not meant to cover wide receivers, and that's what Darren Waller is. So we saw what happened. Like, yeah, you're going to put someone on Kyle Pitts, and then, okay, he's just going to embarrass whoever's covering him, linebacker or safety. And then who's going to cover Mike Kosicki? Because we've seen Mike Kosicki do the same thing to a lesser degree, but we've seen Mike Kosicki embarrass linebackers and safeties all the time. And yeah, you could put a cornerback on those guys, but... If you're putting a cornerback, he's most likely not your number one or number two. They should be covering Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, or else they're going to get destroyed. And if he's not your number one or number two, which he most likely won't be, then he's going to have a physical size mismatch because Mike Kosicki is like 6'6". So every single game, you're going to see teams seriously have to think through how the hell are we supposed to attack this team on defense. And that's an appeal that really is underrated. It's one thing to have a good scheme, right? It's another thing to just have players where even if you don't target them a lot, 
they demand attention. That's something about Will Fuller that I think is going to like blow this offense wide open is even if he doesn't get targeted every game, a lot. The thought that you now have someone who can take the top off the defense is going to make people play way further back than they were last year. That was a big issue with Tua last year. It was partly on him, but partly on the fact that we had no deep weapons aside from Jakeem Grant, which no one fears him. So people would just stack the box. They'd blitz the crap out of Tua, and they knew we had wide receivers that couldn't separate. So like, what 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 else are you supposed to do? This year, if you have someone like a Kyle Pitts or a wide receiver, whoever it is, you're going to have teams literally move way further back than they were. Because Kyle Pitts is a vertical threat. And also, you're going to have most likely safeties and cornerbacks on him, which is going to open up Will Fuller to just run down the field as fast as he can for a deep bomb. So that's a that's a huge appeal to me. I look at the Kansas City Chiefs and I'm like, they're, they're the same way. Yes, Tyreek Hill's very good. Yes, Travis Kelsey's very good. But the scary thing is it's it's a mitch, it's a mismatch. Tyreek Hill, no one's as fast as him. So like, it doesn't matter that he's small. It doesn't matter how good he is at the position. No one's as fast as him. So they all, every single time you play Tyreek Hill, you have to double team him and you have to play way further off the ball than you would. Same thing with Travis Kelsey. He's so good, maybe not as fast. You know, he's not this, the fastest guy, but he's so good at what he does and he's such a physical mismatch that it's like, okay, well, I can't put my linebacker on Travis Kelsey or he's going to embarrass him. If I put my safety on him, now what do I do with Tyreek Hill? Because now I only have single high safety. Again, it's it's a, it's like a mind game. And, and if you can take players like Kyle Pitts that can create those mismatches for you, can give the defense issues before the game even starts, that's a win for me. Now, my downside is what we talked about earlier. We already have Mike Kosicki. And for me, uh, it depends on really how high they view him. Uh, I think they definitely would love to have him. If he falls to six, I think they would be in consideration to pick him. Um, however, I will stand firm on this. If Penny Sewell is available at six, he's the player I want the Dolphins to take. I don't care who else is on the board. I don't care what wide receivers, what tight ends. If Penny Sewell is available, take Penny Sewell. Um, but if Kyle Pitts... I mean, it's going to be a hard decision for me. If it's Kyle Pitts, some people aren't as high on Jamar Chase, but I, I still am. If it's Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, and Devontae Smith all available to you, man, it's like, I don't I have no idea who I would pick. They are all phenomenal, in my opinion. All three of them. Uh, but again, I don't know what the Dolphins are thinking. The only downside and hes- hesitancy to me is, is tight end the most needed position on this team? Again, if, if if offensive line is gone, Penny Sewell's not there, it's going to be a much easier decision because I want Penny Sewell. However, um, you know, if, if Penny Sewell's not there and it's Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, and Devontae Smith, I mean, I would not be upset with a Kyle Pitts. I understand we have tight ends, and that is a little bit of concern to me, but like I just mentioned, they're not the same. And worst case scenario, if you don't want to pay Mike Kosicki next year, you now have Kyle Pitts to replace him. He'll be much better, and he's going to be cheaper. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. He'll be cheaper. You'll save about ten to twelve million dollars next year in not having to pay Mike Kosicki. 
So that's another thing we didn't really talk about or get into, but another food for thought, like you get Kyle Pitts this year, you have two tight ends, but next year you also have that appeal of, okay, we don't have to pay Mike Isiki if we don't want to. We can say it works out and it really works well that you have Mike Isiki and Kyle Pitts. You could see Mike Isiki get a contract extension, you know, towards the end of the season. Who knows? But those are my overall thoughts, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. I know I didn't talk about the tight ends a lot, the other two. I talked about Brevin Jordan a lot because I really do like him. But I, I, I noticed I didn't really talk about Kyle Pitts a lot. My overall thoughts on him, you know, it, it is weird because he is a tight end and that's not our biggest position need. But I think he's a freak athlete. And if Penny Sewell's not there at six for us, which he probably won't be because his pro days today and the Bengals should take him. If Penny Sewell's not available... I mean, if, if they decide to go Kyle Pitts over Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith, I am, I'm, I'm okay with it. If they decide to, you know, if Kyle Pitts is there and they decide to go Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith, I'm fine with that as well. I am. But I wanted to talk about Kyle Pitts. I really do think he's a phenomenal talent. And I wanted to address some of the concerns and appeals uh, to taking uh, Kyle Pitts at six. So hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about defense now. Okay, so we got through all offense. We did offensive line, wide receiver, running back. I didn't do quarterback, and I just did tight end. So now we're going to get into defense. I'll talk about my favorite edge rushers, linebackers, interior defensive line, and I might get to safety. Uh, not sure. I might honestly do all the positions. We'll see. I'll play it by ear. But hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Happy Easter. Also, I won't be doing a podcast this weekend. So happy Easter to you and your family, your loved ones, whoever it may be. Have a great day. Fins up.